Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk and after two days of racing at the home of National Hunt it's fair to say the jump season is well and truly back underway. We've also had some quite nice action at Aintree over the past weekend and coming up there's some cracking there's some cracking cards this weekend at Down Royal, the first grade one of the season as well as at Weatherby and at Ascot. We've got all that to talk about. We'll be reviewing the action from Cheltenham, Aintree, and maybe touching on stuff from elsewhere, if time allows, Jim. We don't know. Uh, and then looking ahead to one of my, in fact, barring the big meetings, probably my favourite weekend of the year. Really? If I'm honest. Oh, yeah, it's staying chasers everywhere. It's two graders staying chasers and a big staying three-mile handicap at Ascot. It's the sort of thing I live for. <laughs> So it really is one of my favourite weekends of the season. Uh, we are recording this on the Monday as well. We normally do it on Tuesday and it goes out on, on Wednesday. So we, the info isn't quite, might not be up as such yet. As as of time of recording, we've only got the down royal card. Mm. So we, we, we might have to wait around a little bit till uh, till entries are out for the for the British meetings. Uh, me and Jim are both down down in Sutton with, with Halifax Town. Sunny Sutton. Tomorrow. Yeah, it should should be good. I were down at Bromley on on Saturday, and that wasn't a good day. But, <laughs> but so we're not going to be move able, on, move we're, on. We're not going to be able to get into the studio on the Tuesday, but hopefully, Jim, we'll be able to blag it, and we'll be able to pick some some winners out of horses who we're unaware of yet. <laughs> yeah, so let's get on with it. So we will start with a review of last weekend. A uh, bit of Cheltenham talking. Obviously, I'd like to bring Battle Over Doyle into it because there were four good novice chases at the weekend. Al Dancer won over two at Cheltenham. Over three, Mulcahy's won. Mulcahy's won. <laughs> Mulcahy's Hill won. Uh, two and a half on the Saturday was won by Slate House in the in that decent handicap. And then over at, over in Ireland... Possibly the most impressive novice performance of the season so far, arguably, was performed by Battle Over Doyen at Galway. We'll start back in Britain, Jim Cheltenham, Al Dancer. Very, very smooth, very, very impressive in beating Not That Fleece and Getaway Trump. Yeah, well, I thought that he jumped, didn't jump impeccably. Uh, he, he made a couple of errors and he'll, he'll certainly improve for that start, but he certainly kicked off. Uh, his novice chase career in good style. Uh, it was a good field. I think it's a really interesting race. If you look at Al Dancer, not that Fweezy. I, I always kind of hate saying that name. Not that Fweezy. Does he not have close brothers written all over him oh, in abs- terms of where he'll be running at uh, in a couple of months' time? Absolutely. Getaway Trump will obviously improve for the run. It was an interesting run. Even Caius Marcius has run a cracking just race Ooh. to say he's hit two. Caius Marcius. Do you not open your door with a with a, a Caius Marcius? Is that what John Hunt thinks he's called? Keys. What? Is that what he's called? No, he's not. But John Hunt calls him Keys Marcius, and it does my head in. I had to tweet about it because I had to. I actually had to mute his commentary. Well, but I know it's Keys College at Cambridge, but surely the fact it's Marcius, it sounds Roman. I know a lad called Caius as well, and that's how you say it. He's not <laughs> called Keys. You know a man called Caius. Yeah, I know two Caiuses. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a Roman god? No, he's, he's sound. Nice lad. 
know, anyway. I, know, I know another one as well down south, but yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll get back. Have on you to never heard that as a human being before? No, Caius? no, not at all. Oh, fair enough. But Al Dancer's novice performance was very, very good. Um, he he looked like he was going to be second best coming around the home bend, didn't he? Just being niggled along, getaway trump was cantering, and then second last, they they both sort of not got it completely and, and got not got that well over it, I don't think. He's flown the last, and he's finished well on up the running, and good start to his performance. Turn of foot, possibly winning it for Al Dancer at the top of the hill, getaway Trump was on the bridle, uh, longer than Al Dancer was. Yeah, Empty, Emptied very quickly, yeah, that, that was, Trump. And that was been, the disappointing thing, wasn't it? That's been a bit of a theme of the Nichols horses so far. You could say that. You, first time up. Some, some of them... I think just haven't been good enough. I think there's been a lot of excuses made for Nichols Horses' first time out, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that. Well, that's a step back from getaway Trump on the back end of last season. He was a better hurdler than that, for you say. Yeah. And you'd expect him to come forward again from that, but very, very smooth for our dancer. How highly do you expect him to rank in terms of the two-mile novices this oh, season? Oh, I think he'll be bang up there this season. I want to say, given that we now know Lorena. He's chasing. Yeah, I think he'll be bang up there with that performance. I, I thought that was very, very impressive. Um, I think he deserves his place at the top of the mat. He went off 9-2 to two for the Supreme Novice, so he, he, he should be up at the top of the market for the Arkle. Although, speaking of potential Arkle winners, Jim, and I know we tend to ignore the midweek stuff because, I mean, because we, we focus on, on the Saturday and Sunday racing, I like brewing up a storm, and I was impressed with him at Carlisle. So was I. Uh, I thought it was a very, very good performance by him. Um, it, I, I don't even think... That was a better race as well. It, it was. It? A good by Bobby ran a cracker, and I think that brewing up a storm I, I could be a serious weapon this season, but over two mile four, I don't think two mile... He got away with it, I think. Yeah, Carlisle. I, I think he, I think he's screaming out for two mile four, and and I know he's won over two mile multiple times, but I th- I think that two mile four will be his destiny in the end. But everyone when he was running over two two and a half last season, because he ran in the Ballymore, he ran yeah. in the Mersey, everyone was seeing dropping back to two. Yeah. I I, I think a strongly run true two is what he wants, although he's effective over two and a half, sort of like Min, who I still think are under so who can get two and a half, but a, a strongly run two miles is still probably their optimum, and I, I think brewing up a storm is of that ilk. Ollie Murphy, in my opinion, does have the winner of the Arkle in his yard. Don't know whether it's brewing up a storm yet, because Thomas Darby is making his debut at Utoxeter on Friday. Well, he's entered, he's already been entered for a couple of races. He was entered season. for the Carl R race as well. Yeah, he was. So hopefully we get to see him out, because he, in my opinion, is, well, the horse I'm most excited to see out. This season, uh, back to Cheltenham, Jim. And we, like we've said, Holstone is pretty much our benchmark of, of <laughs> are you a good horse? Yes, then you should be beating Holstone. <laughs> so how good's Mukahi's Hill? Well, he's a horse that we sort of brushed under the carpet in our previews, really, didn't we? Um, we said that he's been chasing so many times and sort of, well, I won't say disappointed. Yeah, he has. He's disappointed. Last season was. Poor. Absolutely awful, and he, he ran in the four mile that didn't he last season at Cheltenham, and um, fell in that absolute 
poor showing of the race. But yeah, I was really impressed by this performance. He he outstayed Mo, uh, uh, Holstone very well, and I, I think I need to rate him a bit higher than what I originally thought because he was quite low down in my pecking order for this race. Uh, I, I I know, I know. Warren Greatrix had said about uh, when he ran in the Charlo back in 2017 that that took it out of him. Yeah. That, that that came too early. It was a, it was heavy ground. It was a young horse, and that basically wrecked him for a year and a half. Four goals as a chaser last season, unsuccessful in every one. Had another hard race as well when pulled up. But he ran in a few decent, Sorry, a few decent races, didn't he? If if you go back to in in time, he's running good races, hasn't he? Oh, don't don't get me wrong. He's 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 been there and thereabouts. But last season, he looked like a horse who I thought his jumping was sketchy. He didn't look to be entirely in love with chasing. Because he ran in that nice novice chase at Sandown, didn't he? Over two mile four. Yeah, but he was last of last of four. So yeah. you know it, that 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 doesn't count as good form being last of four unless you unless you're beating a length, you know. But what what I was saying was even I guess even the fact that they kind of stuck him in the four miler, kind of just suggested they were looking for things to try. But over the summer he seems to have become back to himself. And look, he he is a talented horse, and as a novice hurdler, you kind of got the impression that staying chasing would end up being his game. And that that was a step back in the right direction. Though again, I would be surprised if he was in the front three in the RSA this year. Yeah, because it's a deep, deep renewal this year, won't it? Even that, even in an average renewal, you know, I, I think he's won. I think his official rating going into that was a hundred and thirty-seven. Yeah, it was hundred and thirty-seven. He's probably a low to mid one forties animal, in my opinion. Interesting that you've put that bracket on him already. But he's, he's done that well enough. Look, we, we, we kind of know where Holstone was. Uh, and again, you'd kind of be looking at him. He'll probably run in the RSA this year, but ne- but from, from his future to chase, he will probably be top-end handicapping. In that race, can I just point out, Dinon's already had five chase starts and won three of them. Jumped like an absolute donkey. I've not seen a horse jump that poorly all season. He wasn't great, was he? <sighs> they were awful. Absolutely, my money were gone straight away. I got, I got the fours. No, this is why he's bringing it oh, up. I got this the, is why I got the fours, and he was backed into five to two, and I thought, oh, we're in here. Someone knows. And then he sets off, and his jumping was absolutely horrendous, awful. But yeah, Mulcahy's ill. Fair dues, you beat Holstone. Holstone's the standard setter, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very fair, Jim. I know, I know you want to talk about. Slate House. This wasn't a. This, this was a handicap, wasn't it? No. Was it? No. Well, you said this at the beginning, but I didn't question it. It was just an exchange novice chase. Well, yeah, no, it's not. It wasn't. I don't know where I've got that from. And a little bit like Mulcahy's Hill, a horse who had a lot of potential as a novice hurdler, went straight over fences last season, looked broken, but he's come back to himself this year, uh, for this first time out, and this is arguably a career best. Yeah. Well, we saw him win the Supreme Novice Hurdle trial, beating Somerville Boy, and that's when he stamped his authority on, on everyone's thoughts on him, to be honest, I think. And I've, I've something in the back of my mind that I want to see him do a performance like he did at the weekend again. But 
what a performance that was. He's absolutely cantered all over him. Um, he's beat Go Another One, who, who we talked about in the preview show. And Garrow de Julier, I think, a decent enough, a decent handicap. enough handicapper. Again, close brothers type. Yeah, I, I think the first assignment was knocking on the door behind Paisley Park in a couple of starts last season. So I think the form's very, very good. Um, Colin Tizard's horses were looking like they needed a run at the weekend, I thought. He had a few that just flopped coming round the bend and just got tired, similar to, as we've said, about Paul Nichols. But I think this was a really good performance, and he's as short as 12-1 to 1 for the Bet Victor Gold Cup now. Would that be an interesting idea for you? Could be. Could be. It makes sense he's experienced enough to there's no point. I mean, look, there is point keeping him to novice company because he is still a novice, but he's experienced enough to step up into novice company. First time back out after a wind-up as well. You know, he has been a a fragile type as he broke blood vessels in the past. Yeah, he has. He's, you know, he's evidently not been the easiest to train and keep sound. But... That, that that was a hint back in the right direction because I know as as a novice hurdler there are a lot of people who kind of had like how's he marked as a potential grade one animal yeah he 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 might end up being a couple of levels below that but that was a step back in the right direction and I can see the case for him in the bet Victor yeah most definitely and another performance like that he, he knows his way around the course he's won over hurdles twice there I I, I really like this performance he was. One of, one of the ones to take out of the meeting for me, he, he was in the top three. Yeah, the, 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 there was a stat as well, someone said on Racing TV on Sunday about Colin Tizard horses so far this season, first time after uh, a wind, wind up, up yeah. he's something like a 50% strike rate. Yeah, very, very going solid. Going really well. And I guess it's been, I guess it's something to bear in mind as more of Tizard's uh, come out this season. Uh, and finally, possibly the Best novice chase performance of the week was yesterday at Galway. Battle over Doyen took his record, including in points, to five out of six. The only time he's not won a race is when he was pulled up in the Ballymore last season. He's as short as 12-1 to 1 to win the RSA now, Jim. Looks like a proper staying chaser in the making. Yeah, you've been a massive fan of him and you've always... Every time I, no, I, every time I tip a horse doesn't mean I'm a massive fan of him. No, but I, last season you were you were really impressed with his stats over hurdles. I don't, didn't like him. Did you not? No, not really. Right, um, well, uh, <laughs> his, his performance at Galway was very, very good. Um, he jumped very well. I wonder why Keith Donahue rode him. He must have been schooling him at home. That was an interesting jockey booking, I thought. Um, well, it's part, part, of, it's part of the team, isn't he, Keith? And and it's always nice to let him have a go on on a good one. That that'd be, I'd, that's all I'd read into that, rather than anything, you know, anything suspicious or. Well, he's just a big horse, isn't he? And we all knew that he'd improve for a fence. He made all. He, he won it decisively, and what we we could think so could be a pretty deep race in the end because Cap York's no no, no mug. mug, and Galvin would have been in the would first have been three. yeah would have been up there, and Galvin's form was fairly solid last season. So I, I think I'd probably put Brune Upper Storm's win further up than Battle Over Dying, but that's just personal preference over horses. I, I, I can see why I could see why a lot of people like Battle Over Dying because he does seem like a a proper old-fashioned chasing type, and in time, he might end up being, you know, my pick for the RSA. I wouldn't say that as 
I wouldn't be as 100% with him as some people. Even though he's not done a thing wrong at the weekend. Uh, and as a hurdler, part of the reason why I wasn't as keen as others on him as a hurdler was because he jumped his hurdles like they were fences. He gave him far too much air. And he was always going to improve for a fence. That's what he has done. You can't knock his performance as a single one. You know, as, as as a singular, I just worry about him as a horse in terms of pace for three yeah. miles over top. Class. To me, he seems a little bit more like a grinder. Right. Do you know what I mean? Even though he's won, he's won. Look, he's won Grade One hurdles over two two and a half miles. Uh, that was beating Sam's profile, though, who again m- might not be the quickest of animals. I'd I'd just like to see him take on. You know, take on something that I reckon has a little bit more zip, like Manella Rindo, like you said. And when when he was in a, a race with quick horses last season, like City Island, and I know he was too bad to be true that day. That, 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 that's just the only question mark for me. Yeah. That, that's just the only question mark for me. I could, I could see it might only be a very small chink, and there might not be anything quick enough to get him into trouble, because Don Polly won the RSA. <laughs> Don slowly. Exactly. Well, you know, you know what I mean? The RSA can be won. Yeah. By really slow horses. Yeah. And I don't think Battle Over Dion is really slow. But if if I was to predict who turns up in the RSA now, you'd you'd imagine there'll be three or four with a little bit more pace or gears, you know, with with a bit more of a better turn of foot. And if I was to you know, have one negative on him, that'd be that. But can't can't complain his chasing performance, he's beaten some Good horses, very easily, and he should should step forward from it again. He's a big physical, proper chasing type, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Uh, are there anything from any of the Cheltenham handicaps you would like to give a mention to Jim? Um, I, I was, I thought there was a few interesting performances over the weekend. Um, just let me try and find them. I can't remember where they were. Uh, Breaking Waves ran an interesting sort of race, I thought, in the handicap hurdle. Uh, he was towards the rear throughout the race, and he he was backed off the boards, and it was his handicap debut. This, and he, is, this is on the Friday over two and over two and a half miles of race, Duke Street one. Yeah, uh, and I, I thought he caught the eye a lot. Uh, he was outpaced two out and plodded up, plodded on. I, I think his handicap marks just about right. I think he's he could win a decent one off one three one unless he gets bumped up, which I couldn't see him. Um, the big galloper was also an eye catcher in that he got troubled coming around the bend. Um, so I, I think breaking waves is a horse. I've always I've always liked since his bumper debut. He, he was ridden very quietly on debut. I remember watching it. Uh, he sent off a wild price if I remember, and he flew home. So. I think Breaking Waves is a nice horse to look forward to in the future. Yeah, fair enough there, Jim. I'll give, we'll give a mention as well, St. Calvados winning winning probably the, the best handicap of the week, the Randox Health race over two miles at Cheltenham on the Saturday. He won that off top weight. Uh, obviously, you know, grade three winner last season where he beat footpad, probably found out at grade one level, but it's a theme we've been seeing, well, fairly often. Yeah, for the past, the past five past years, I'd say. Yeah. Top weights in these handicaps are just better than the marks, even though they're going off top weight. Yeah. St. Calvados is a horse who beat footpad off levels. Yeah. 
you know, and he's running off 155, went off favourite, did the business, probably back up into graded company for him next time. Uh, and not, Nana's found an absolute cracker in that race, I thought. Went off like the clappers, absolute mentalist he is, and he, he still managed to finish. He was rallying on that bend with St. Calvados, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh, we'll move on to probably the feature race of the weekend, Jim, now. And, well, was it ended up being a bit of a non-event, the old Rome chase? Seen by, well, I think even in the preview, were we having it as a bit of a match between Frodon trying to give £14 to Kalashnikov. In the end, the home straight was omitted due to low sun. So they jumped six, fence less, six fences less than they should have done. And that played into the hands of the horse with the best turn of foot in the race, Forrest Beeham, who, who put up a career best performance. He's a tidy, tidy animal, and he has been for a number of years, Forrest Beeham. But this was a this was a clear career best in a race that played to his strengths. But Jim, I mean, how much can we make of this form? <laughs> I'd, I'd completely rule it out and pretend that the race never happened. Um, it it was a bit of a shambles, really, wasn't it? Um, we know that Kalashnikov and Frodon's jumping are two main assets of theirs. Would you say um, Frodon out front normally carries on plodding on? Maybe the weight got to it, got to it, and and he did, apparently Brownie Frost said she, he didn't really know what he was doing when he was going round the fences. So who knows? I I genuinely take this far with a pinch of salt. I I don't. I'm willing to just pretend it never happened. If I'm being honest. Well, look, look. There are things you can read into from it, in my opinion. Number one, Kalashnikov will never win a an open grade one over two and a half miles because he's not quick enough. No. He's not quick enough. I doubt he'd even win one over three. I think his future lies at three miles. I think the right thing to do is to keep him at two and a half this season and, you know, try and blood him in against some of the older horses. And I, I put a tweet out about it because I know there are so many people who like him. He's a real fave of a lot of people on Twitter. And I know we got, I know, we got, we wound a few people up last year by calling him Kalashny Slow all season. I mean, that was running him over two miles and he looked slow. And mm. I thought he still looked fairly slow here. And look, he can do it. He can do it because he's beat Labago oh, yeah. in a grade on over two and a half. But just stepping up in, into open company, the sort of horses who'll be in and around the same trip as him this year, Min, Defi Desai, are they just not quicker? Yeah, they have to. They are because you could run them over two miles and they'd probably comfortably be in the top three again, whereas Kalashnikov probably wouldn't, would he? Yeah, and Frodon, big ass for him off 169, line through it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm willing, it'll improve for that reappearance, won't he? Um, he likes jumping, doesn't he? He doesn't like running in straight lines. So, yeah, hey ho, go again. You know, and while we're on the topic as well, Jim, when it comes to betting, I know, I know I've seen a fair few people say when, when fences like, when races like this occur, when so many fences are emitted, the, the conditions of the race has changed and therefore bets should be able to be refunded if asked. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Um, if you look at, for example, I know this is not to do with this, but a novice hurdle, for example. So you've had a horse that's been running in bumpers and jumping over, it only ends up jumping four hurdles. It br- it brings absolutely nothing to it. Was it Angel's Breath last season that we yes, that only jumped a, over three hurdles? The race at uh, Ascot it, before, was just it before Ascot? Christmas, where uh, who did he beat? Danny Kerwan. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, um, 
and you don't really you have learn a, nothing, do you? You learn nothing by jumping three fences. Might as well have just had a race course gallop and we sat and watched that. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm in the camp of if there's fences omitted, bets should be voided and played again. If if they want... if it, it, I, I don't think it should be all bets voided, but the option should be Yeah, you, you have the option there. to, yeah. Should be there. On uh, singles, not multiples. Although, although that being said... Look, that the right decision is to omit the fences. Yeah. In, in terms if you can't of see over a fence, there's no point having it there, is there? Yeah, it's, it's dangerous. But, it but becomes my dangerous. idea is that you see in some summer jumping meetings that they have the chases earlier on and the hurdles later on, which should make more sense. Because if the old Rome was run at 12.40 on Sunday, there would have been no fences omitted. And this is exactly my problem with it. Awful planning. Yeah. Awful planning. You know the, the the veterans chase before they jumped everything. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, people know this is a time the sun's setting. Why feet? Why why schedule the feature race of the weekend on a time where it makes the home straight dangerous? Yeah, yeah. It's abysmal planning, and I I know it's it's not like it's a surprise. It happened. It's happened every year for the past. The sun sets. Yeah. The sun sets. Everyone at Aintree is aware that the sun sets. <laughs> so why put, why put the feature race of the weekend, in a time where that's a potential? Even if it didn't, if the race was, an hour earlier, everything would have been jumped, and we have a different. We'd have a different race to the one that suits the winner, Forrest Behan. Yeah. You know, it's it's. It's not a farce that the fences were omitted, but the planning of it was an absolute farce. Yeah, disgraceful. Yeah, uh, but well done to Forrest Beer. Like we said, he's, he's, he's been tidy enough for a while without actually winning a big one. And now and now he has got a big one, so well done to the Ellison team. Although, have you seen the front page of the Racing Post this morning? Oh, bit of, there's been a bit of uproar on Twitter, hasn't there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Brian E is great for the game, but just not every day. Uh <laughs> Is that it for last weekend's action, Jimmy? Is there anything else you'd like to give a mention no, to? No, I, th- I think we've covered all bases, really. We might as well move on. Yeah. Well, we'll move on to the preview of the Charlie Hall meeting at Weatherby, the grade one at Down Royal, and there's also some tidy enough handicaps at Ascot for us to get stuck into. Let's do that now. And the place to start by concession of it being the only one with entries at clock to one on the Monday... Uh, is the jnwine.com champion chase. Is it still called that? No, it's no, not. No, it's not. It's the Ladbrokes <laughs> champion chase now. Oh, I'm very, very sorry to Ladbrokes. Uh, my sincere Ladbrokes apologies. taking over, to be fair. Ladbrokes trophy. The what? Ladbrokes trophy. The Ladbrokes Hennessy. The Ladbrokes trophy. It's not, it's not been that for a couple of years now, Lewis. You need to get get with the times. Well, no, I it's am, not I am, the Ladbrokes trophy. I am, I am it's get, the Ladbrokes trophy, get, not the Hennessy. I am get, no, I'm getting with the times. It's the, the Ladbrokes Hennessy. Well, you can't put two sponsors together, can you? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's what I. That's what I do. I call it the, the Ladbrokes Hennessy because no one can have a go at me for admitting the new sponsors. But then everyone knows the race. I mean, <laughs> no, no. I mean, is it handicap hurdle before before Christmas? I ask it. Is that still the Ladbroke? Was it some? Was it Sussex Trust or something? Yeah, God, we can go on all day yeah, with random names. Say, let's go to yeah. Um, welcome back to sponsor talk <laughs> as. We talk about the Grade 1 at Down Royal, over three miles, uh, brought to you by Ladbrokes, uh, but not by Kenboy, who's entered and can't run because of the ongoing farce 
around Supreme <laughs> Racing Club. Jim, what's your uh, views on that situation? It's a bit sticky, isn't it, mate? Where the Antipos favourite for the Gold Cup is currently banned. It's a bit of a shambles, really, isn't it? Um, I, I saw Matt Chapman on the opening show. I, I recorded the opening show after I watched the rugby, which was spectacular. But fake Northern. What? What? What is? What was he doing in saying I'll I'll pay for Ken Boy for the good of the spot? I was, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. But whoever it will, I'm sure it'll get sorted out. I can see JP McManus stepping in as someone Graham Wiley. There's plenty of firepower in Willie Mullins' stable to step in and take the reins of Ken Boy, even if it's just for this season or whatever whatever happens. Well, to like it. send send him on loan. Yeah, on on loan to Graham Wiley, or. Oh, Rich Ritchie, you could see him. I'm, I'm sure they'd be all chomping at the bit to have a piece of him because he, he's a serious animal. We know where we stand with him. And he, he's favourite for the Gold Cup. I'd quite happily, if I had that amount of money, I could, I'd quite happily buy Ken Boy. I, f- I think everyone would, but I, I guess it's down to whether a Supreme Racing Club sort themselves out, whether the club will fold whether it's just a couple of bad apples within the club who have been doing this sort of financial... Uh, fraud. <laughs> fraud, yeah, really, is what it is. Fraud. Uh, whether that comes to light, hopefully, whatever the outcome is, it's sorted as soon as possible, because we all want to see good horses run. And Ken Boy... Did you see that Listen Deer got sold by them as yeah, well? Is, well, I've got to say, Ken Boy is a good horse. Listen Deer, maybe not as much. Uh but barring that, Jim, it's a competitive enough field. The reigning King George champion, Clandes Obo, back at back at the sort of track that really should play to his strengths. I'm really, well. really excited to see him run it down Royal. It's been years since I've thought that we could send Paul Nichols would send a serious challenger over to Ireland for this. You saw him run Corto Star over here, didn't we? <laughs> Even Corto Stone ran ran did in he, the, Did he not win it? I think he, I think he did. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing Clandis Obo back. Um, he he was a real, he was a warrior last season. I'd say um, he he ran an interesting start in the Betfair. He then went and won the King George. I thought he ran excellently in the Gold Cup. I was I, I can't stop watching that Gold Cup back and looking behind and, and thinking that I thought he ran better than the Bear results. So suggest. so did I. And if they were to ride that race again, I think they'd have rode him a lot differently. I think they'd have rode him a bit quieter because. He had the stamina issues or doubts going into the race, didn't he? And I don't even think he didn't stay. I just think if he'd been given a quieter ride, he would have had more of a chance. He, he was up with the pace, contesting it with Native River early on. I think that could have... Native River sucked the life out of him, really, didn't he? And I, I'm looking forward to seeing him run here. I know, I know his form going fresh isn't that good, but I, I, I can't wait to see him. Is he the one they have to beat? Yeah, most definitely. Um, That's where I disagree. Because you're go- you're all over Delta work, aren't you? I am all over Delta work. I, f- I think he was he's the most talented three mile novice to come out last season. The RSA didn't play to his strengths. I don't think he's as much of a stayer as Santini in top of the game. Even though he's a winner over three miles at Cheltenham himself, I see the top of the game's injured. I don't see him as much of a Gold Cup horse. You as, can, you as can a see him beat him in the RSA. Yeah. But flatter track, something like you know, like down, you know, like down Royal. You can see him picking up graded races in Ireland over the winter. Oh, guy. he's a proper grade one horse. Yeah. What he did at Punchestown was 
absolutely insane. You know, it, look, I, I, I think he's a better racehorse than Santini on top of the game. And I think with a different rider as well, he'll have been, he'd have been closer to them in the RSA. I just think this race is going to properly, properly play to his strengths. Although that being said, Jim, Clandes Obo is a formidable forward in a normal year. Would be clear foul for this, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, he would, and and the, it's amazing. I feel like Clandizobo has been for, around for absolute years. He's only a seven-year-old. He'll be eight going into the Cheltenham Gold Cup. He still could have a bit of potential left in him, couldn't he? Oh yeah. Well, the, given the steps forward he made last season, you know, it, it it would be unwise to rule out any further improvement. Though that being said, from King George time to Aintree, he was pretty much at a similar level throughout. Yeah. Uh, of the others in the race, Jim, there's a couple of familiar names who who pitch up in these sort of grade ones and have acquitted themselves really well in them, to be fair. Road to Respects there, Shattered Love, Balco, The Flow. Uh, and an interesting one's Death Duty's entered as well, although I'm not sure. He's been off for exactly a while, hasn't going, he? What's going with him? Uh, could you make a case for anything other than Clanders Oboe, our Delta work. Well, you, you could, of course, make one for Snow Falcon. Um, he won at Goran last time in the in a Grade 2, and he won that very, very well, didn't he? Uh, he? He beat a decent enough field in Peregrine Run, who's come out and won since. I think that was over hurdles, maybe. Yeah. Uh, us and them was consistent last season, and, and the absolute nutcase that is York Hill. Was behind that. That was probably one of the strongest pieces of form so far this season, and, and he, he's won it decisively. Um, if he's good, is he good enough to run against these? He's been found out at grade one level he, a couple of times. He has, in the nicest possible way, is a solid grade two that disappoints at grade one. God rest his soul, but he, he reminds me of Beat the Bank. Uh, back going back to the flat, he, he's exceptional at grade two, grade three level, but at grade one, he's just not quite good enough. Yeah, that's that. I think that's a fair assessment of Snow Falcon's abilities. Uh, I'd could, I'd put similar comments about Alpha Des or both that as well. There, there's a horse. few in this that you could chattered love even maybe. Oh, disappointing, yeah. disappointing mess. And she's won the JLT. She has. Uh, Road to respect. He won this last year, didn't he? Yeah. And he wasn't too bad after that. To be fair, came very close to winning the Irish Gold Cup. Uh, and was placed again in the Ryanair. Not at his best at Aintree after, but again, he's no mug, and if Clandes or Bo or Delta works slightly underperform, surely he's the one to pick up the pieces. Yeah, it, well, he ran in four grade ones last season after his... Well, he ran in five grade ones and won one of them, including this. Placed in, placed in three more. Placed in three more. It's, it's no mean feat, to be fair, and maybe, we've, maybe because we've given him enough chances that he's... Now I don't really trust him that much, and I think I'm being a bit harsh. I thought he ran well in the Ryanair last season, dropping down in trip. I thought they should have gone for the Gold Cup with him, if I'm being honest. No, I disagree with that. I don't. I, I, I think he is similar enough to uh, Snow Falcon. No, not Snow Falcon. He's better than Snow Falcon. But what he is is, is a horse who, like you've almost said, be clanned his old bow. Even he's finished fourth in a Gold Cup road to respect two years ago. Yeah, but I think he wants an easier free. Yeah, an easier free rather a than a King George three. Scotland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and look, I, I guess he kind of has been slightly underrated because we know a lot about him. 
we kind of know the level he's at. We used the analogy last year, Jim, that if 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 the if grade ones are the Premier League of racing, road to respect is kind of West Ham. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair, it's fair enough to be at that level, and he'll he'll win he'll win sometimes, but just not not Champions League class. Yeah, and you think Delta work and Clandesobo potentially could be, especially round down rail. It's always a brilliant race, this, though, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to it. The other feature race at the weekend of the weekend takes place at Weatherbet, and it is. There is. I know you. I said last week. I felt like the the showcase meeting was the first real weekend of the season. You said Charlie Hall meeting. Yeah, always has for me, for me growing up. I think. I think it's because because it's normally the first one that's on ITV or Channel Four when we were younger. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean. And as as of Monday, ten to two, the entries have just come out. Me and Jim have had to have a bit of a break to to wait for all the entries to come out. But there there are twelve as of now in the Charlie Hall. ASO, Atlanta Ablaze, Bally Optic, Black Corton, Definitely Red, Double Shuffle, Elegant Escape, Jet, Labago Molly the Dolly, Topville Ben, and Vindication. Uh, Jim, which of those names stand out most to you? Well, obviously you'd have to say Labago Last season she was remarkable and, and, and ran really well in all of her races. I, I think there's a few there's a few in there that Back back to James's grudge grudge list, but there's a few on there in my my grudge list. Definitely red, purely for the fact that he's got not got an E in his name. It's just an L. Oh, Bure, it's the hell out it of does, me. It, yeah, that that winds me up as well. But I actually quite like the horse. But definitely red. I could see him being competitive. He always runs a cracking race in this. Won it last year. Won last year. Brian Ellison's horse is in fabulous form. We talked about Forrest Bian early on. He'd he'd obviously be in contention because the stable's absolutely flying. Yeah, he would. Windsor Avenue are really impressive for the, for the, for that set of connections as well. He's been having a really good time of it recently. Uh, have Ellison and those colours, the King of May as well, an impressive debut winner the other week up at Carlisle. Uh, I mean, if 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 you were to take take them as a twelve, is Labagoa the one they have to beat? Bearing in mind, most barring Molly the Dolly, if she runs, will be having to concede weight to her yeah uh, a, a second behind Kalashnikov I, th- I think is fairly solid enough and she she's won grade ones hasn't she uh, she won one uh, on Boxing Day and she won one in star. Ireland yeah yes. she's beat top of the game in Santini that, that form's incredibly strong um, she'd she'd have to be priced up favourite wouldn't she going into this she's she's going into deeper water here from Novice Company last season I, I, I at this moment in time, I can't really see past her. If she's a too short a price, I'll probably look elsewhere. But I, th- I think Kim Bailey's. When growing up, when I was a child, I always used to look at Kim Bailey's runners that ran a sad, right sad life. I little used to live. Kim Bailey runners that go to Weatherby. His horses do excellently well there, and Vindication lines up here, and he beat Champ, didn't he, early on in his career. And since then, everyone's been slightly disappointed with him, would you say? Uh, I wouldn't say disappointed, because, look, he, 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 was, un, he was unbeaten, wasn't he? He won, he won his first six. But they weren't, they weren't the deepest of affairs. And then, he wasn't 
disgrace, you know, in, in either the Silly Isles or in the JLT. And to me, he shapes like a three miler. Yeah, he, he certainly does. And I, I think this could put him bang there for this race. Um, he's a really interesting candidate to this because he's, he's a bit of a different... Yeah. Coming into it as a different foreman from Labagoa, who we know is a grey run horse and stays definitely red, black, cotton. Horses like that have, have been there, done it. Yeah. You know, Vindication's form line is just so different to these, but you can see him mixing it in this sort of company. Although I'd probably rate him slightly lower than I think you do, Jim, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, I, I could understand, but mine would purely be of interest because of the Kim Bailey angle with horses at Weatherby. I think they always run well. And I, I don't know if there's any statisticians out there or anyone who's got any ratings on that but I'd be interested to see how they read because maybe it's just a personal preference but I, I what what was the arse there's something and it was all one word um, always used to run well in pink and blue colours at Weatherby but doesn't matter I'm, I'm sure I'll find it out later tonight yeah uh, we'll, we'll just give a mention to a couple of the others Jet already a grade 3 winner last uh, this season uh, beat Alfredes Bowl that day that was a career best from him and I think the plan is for him to come over from what I've been reading from Jesse Harrington af- after he won that race Topville Ben obviously local horse this has been a long term target for him you know throughout the summer I know Phil Kirby said a couple of times he's an interesting one Jim es- especially if the ground gets bottomless I think he's a horse who absolutely loves bottomless ground if it's heavy He'd be all over it. Um, his form last season wasn't even that. His third in the mild maybe behind lost in translation top of the game was pretty solid, to be fair. He ran a decent sort of race. Um, he jumped really, really well. Um, previously, he's won over course and distance. He's, he's been there many times at Weatherby. If it's soft ground, I, I think that would be right up his street. He'll bowl along out in front and he'll play a catch me if he can. And I'm looking forward to it. What's he rated, by the way? On his last run, he was given one four seven. Yeah, that's that. That's about fair. I, I, I think a lot of people like Topville Ben. I think a lot of people it's like 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 a seven. You hold like, like the Kirby team, mm. but I think he might need to step forward a little bit. And are we kind of doing the thing? I say where we're kind of focusing on the second season ones who might be a bit better than the ones with actual proper grade on form in the book, like Aso, who was brilliant all of last year. Yeah, Aso, even Black Corn. Black Corton nearly sent Bradley Frost to the sky last season, didn't yeah. she, in this race? Remember that jump? Um, jumped at the same time as Definitely Red and nearly sent her to the moon and back. But I, I, you couldn't... Aso, Black Corton, Definitely Red, Elegant Escape, they're all solid grade, candidates. Grade two. Yeah. You know, grade two level animals and, and the novices coming through, like Labagoa, Topville, Ben. They'll have to be bang on their game, won't they? And vindication, like you've said. Uh, Elegant Escape was a bit of a project for this podcast last year, wasn't he? It was, it was my... I had a bit of money on him, and he posted the Grand National. I backed him in the in the Ladbrokes Hennessy. I backed him in the Welsh National. I backed him in the Cotswold Chase, where he just got done. In fact, I backed him every time he ran last season. <laughs> in fact, I, I backed him in the Gold Cup each way as well. Uh, people on my Twitter know I, I love plodders. Uh and Yalarenke and Elegant Escape are the two best plodders on earth. Yeah. Uh, Yalarenke now at Paul Nichols, isn't it? Yeah. So they, they they are they are the the, the king the kings of the slow boats. Uh, I hope Elegant Escape 
runs here as well because this is the sort of race he should you know he should be capable of picking up. It's a really really good lineup, Jim. Yeah. It's a really good lineup. Even the ones you'd expect to be outsiders like Atlanta Ablaze, who's a horse I've got so much time for, although she might be a level below Didn't this. Did she fall at the last or second last in the four miler, was it? Yeah, but before that she was really, really impressive in a mare's race, I think it might be around Warwick. Yeah. Prop, she jumps brilliantly. Yeah. Jumps brilliantly. And Molly the Dolly as well, who won who won the good novice yeah. race at air. Very good. The two very, very decent mares as well, as as long as as well as Le Bagoa. Uh You can make a case for absolutely everything. Yeah, if if you so wanted to, mm. even Ballyoptic, who who won over C and D, yeah, as a novice in the Totem before yeah. running well in the RSA last season was a complete and utter write off. I thought he'd gone out the game, proved me wrong last time at Chepstow. It's it's a fascinating set of entries that and it'll be interesting seeing the Prairie who looks the fittest. I'll be there on Saturday, so. Will that play into your mind as a it, as a punting strategy? It, it will for me. The yeah. ones having a run as soon as I've. Go to that parade ring. I'll be able to tell you a lot more. Um, I, I think a few of these might need the run. I think Topville Ben will be primed to his absolute ears to win this because the Yorkshire trainers are what keep this in the county. So uh, yeah, I, it's really a race I'm proper looking forward to now that I've seen the declarations. Just lacks lost in translation. Yeah, unfortunately. I, I, well, I, I, the plan initially seemed to be Hennessy, then Carlisle, well, I'm then, then this. And now it's Carlisle oh, again. I'm dev- I, last season, I backed him for the Labrooks Trophy. And, I, and I'm on him at 16 for the Labrooks, but he might not even run it. I, I could be absolutely devastated. It's a fascinating, fascinating contest. Like we said, if, without knowing the final field, Jim, and the exact shape of it, with the entries of him being out for 10 minutes, your initial reaction, who wins the Charlie Hall? Probably Le Bagoa. I'm going to go for... Uh, definitely red to yeah. regain his crown. Yeah. Very, very solid round here. Oh. The extra fill and bear in mind as well. And I know Labagoa stays free, but is she better at two and a half? Yeah. Is that you could say was it was an easy you know? Yeah. I mean, Kempton takes staying, but it's a speed speed favourite yeah. track. The Grade One she won over in Ireland was two and a half. Was it? Yeah. I could be wrong yeah, there. It was. It was. And as as a hurdler, she was certainly more of a two and a half miler. Uh, definitely red stays it's very well, and he had a good season last year. But, you know, he also took the many clouds chase. He's just a very very solid sort of animal. Yeah. At this level, and he's been there and done it. But like like you said, Le Bagora is a proper proper rival as are most of them you know you probably see me looking into the parade ring looking intently at every single horse and and i i think that it'll be whoever's fittest this ground we're not used to seeing it this soft at this early in the season are we and it'll be really interesting to see who is the fittest because it takes some getting through that ground we saw the pictures from weatherby at the weekend it was fairly there was a lot of water on the track and i I know it's going to Probably going to the river, the drainage system at Weatherby is amazing. Um, I, th- I think that it'll take some getting, that three miles at Weatherby. Yeah, that's a fair shot. Although, b- before we move on, can I just say again, I'll bring him up again, are we in danger of underestimating ASO? Like yeah. a lot of people tend to do a lot of the time. We do. Because he came home ahead of road to respecting the Ryanair. He did. First time up to three miles, is it for him though? Yeah. That's that would probably be the only question mark. I, I'm I'm not a hundred percent about him. You might probably think three mile might be Mari's tune. 
I, I could see him getting it. Yeah. And it, and if he is, he should be bang up there as well. Went went really under the radar last season on what he for what he actually achieved. But he's a he's a, he's a proper good animal. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I I'm a big fan of all of Anisha's horses. To be honest, earlier on the card at Weatherby, we've got the the other grade two, the Bet Three Six Five West Yorkshire Hurdle, over three miles and a furlong. Can you remember who won it last year, Jim? No, I don't. Yeah, it wasn't great. It, it wasn't great. With nautical nitwit. Christ. What's he doing winning that? I mean, f- thank God for Paisley Park. <laughs> thank God for Paisley Park, because if not, the the other graded races were being picked up by nautical nitwit. <laughs> and horses like beer goggles winning grade twos the year before. Uh, it's a similar enough sort of field for the West Yorkshire Hurdle as well this year, although... There's one or two you might you might say could operate at a higher level, including the old boy, you know what I mean, Harry, grade one winner over at Punchestown on his last start. You'd assume he'd go off favourite to be others that include Lord Napier, fifth in the entry hurdle on his last start. The world's ends in this as well, as his national hunt chase winner, LeBroy, uh, and Ballyandy's entered back over hurdles as well, Jim. It's not the deepest or most competitive of races, uh, even at the five-day stage does you know what i mean harry just win this if he turns up um i'm not entirely sure what actually does win this because there's a few in this that are interesting um obviously you know what i mean harry at the the grand old age of 11 putting an absolute cracker of a performance to beat bacardi's and bapom in the stairs hurdle at punches town the world's ends has he went chasing didn't he and then disappointed at Aintree um, when looking for the stairs hurdle there behind if the cap fits yeah sorry that's what I meant it's, it's a Liverpool hurdle isn't it that, cause Lord Napier was fifth in that race yeah not the Aintree hurdle over two and a half miles but the world's end was a, a serious serious animal at one stage over hurdles didn't he he was fancy quite a bit for the stairs hurdle in the end and disappointed well he finished seventh, didn't he? Behind Penhill, in well, the he was thirty-three to one. I don't quite fancied. Well, sorry, I fancied him <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> for that race. Um, two Tafts has been off since uh, the twenty-eighth of October, twenty seventeen. He went novice chasing. Um, did a had one win out of six over over chases, and I think I think if he returns to any form of old, I think he could slightly be competitive he's been off obviously for a long amount of time um Ballyandy everyone thought the world of Ballyandy did Ballyandy win the Betfair hurdle was it yep which again which proves he, my point which yeah you you go on about it nearly every week the Betfair hurdle is always overrated and since then he's slightly disappointed and Lebrel broke my heart last year in the national lunch chase whilst you cheered him home I love Lebrel I love Lebrel but I just, I just think you're, I think you're trying to make cases there for horses who just have no right to be in this race. Yeah, I'm how looking can, outside how, the box for that. How can you say two Tafts, is, two Tafts could win this? How can you say? It, it just doesn't make any sense to me, Jim. Two Tafts last heard of him and was off a mark of 138. And you think he's he could have found a lot of improvement in that time off. <laughs> but, but he hasn't because we've seen him chasing. Yeah. You know... I think you know what I mean, Harry. 
he's a likely winner. You could make a case for Lord Napier, who was progressive all of last season, won the Heroes Handicap Hurdle at Sandown, which tends to be a pretty decent race nowadays, uh, and then, you know, made the step up into Grade 1 company and didn't wasn't disgraced when FIFA entry. No, he wasn't embarrassed, was he? He'd be, he'd be the threat to, you know what I mean, Harry. But it's it's a... I mean, there's going to be a lot of races like this this season, every other, every staying graded race, if it doesn't include Paisley Park, and arguably if the cap fits, it might not take much winning. And that's why good handicappers like Lord Napier and the World's End, and that's what they are, mate. Yeah. Good handicappers, and that's what won this race last year in Nautical Nitwit. Yeah. Are worth having a crack in this. But I think we've seen, you know what I mean, Harry won a grade two and a grade one last year, despite the fact that he's, you know, twice the age of everything else in this. He should probably be winning it if he's in the same sort of form. Yeah, he should be, shouldn't he? Uh, we'll move across now to Ascot, where there are three really interesting listed handicaps. We'll start with the Burn Group handicap over two miles and a furlong. Uh, do you know who was beaten in this last year, Jim? Go on. Was it Surname? The best horse in training. <laughs> surname was soundly spanked in this race last year by Cad Delan, as far as I'm aware. Cad Delan's in this again. There's a couple of other interesting types. Capeland we talked about last week. Clondor Castle, who was pitched into grade one company at the back end of last season, as well as a novice. Uh, Diego de Charmille's interesting, so too is the entertaining front-runner Speridek. <laughs> uh, look, like we said, we don't have any prices. The entries have been out for around... But there is a horse in this... Uh, 20 minutes. I do have a lot of respect for him. He's Ballywood. Um, I, th- I think he's the possible interest in here. He will carry... He's, well, he's the highest rate, so he will carry top weight, but he's... Still a, his second, Diego de Charmel's off 150 is he? and Speridek. Well, he's a, he's, he was a novice last season. He's going into handicap company against the bigger boys this season. Um, I, I, I really liked his progression. His win at Taunton on debut, for me, where he beat Capelin, was one of the best performances he's put up. Um, he finished fourth towards the end of the season at Air in, in a grade two novice chase, which was a good performance. And he, he, he's a horse I quite like, Ballywood. I, I think there still could be some more to come from him. I think Clondor Castle would be the initial pick for me. Progressed well back end of last season. You know, ended up going off 33 to 1 for the Arkle, where he finished fourth after winning really impressively at, a, at Huntingdon. I think he was anti post fab for the Close Brothers for a, for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I after think that, he were. And then they decided. Did the Arkle? Yeah, the Arkle looks rubbish. Let's have a go. And to be fair, he looked the winner. He did. He looked the winner for a while. Uh, then fourth in, in the equivalent race at Aintree, that or, or newer one, which was probably a disappointing effort, a bit of a step back from what he did at Cheltenham. He's in this off one four four, And I think there's juice in that. Yeah. I think there's juice in that. Bearing in mind that's the same that's the same as what he was rated after finishing fourth in the Arkle. You know, I I, I I think in terms of being well handicapped, he looks like the one for me, and he was on an upwards curve for most of last season. You can always pour a little bit of a... I want to say pour salt onto, onto entry in Punchestown form. That's not a phrase, is it? <laughs> pour salt onto a wing. Pour, yeah, pour like cold cold water, that's what I mean. Some Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's not as worth taking at face value, is it? <laughs> right, yeah. I don't really get what you mean, but yeah. 
so sometimes Aintree and Punchestown form after big Cheltenham performances, you can excuse a horse being right, slightly yeah. below par. I get you now. More more than you can. Yeah. Uh, nothing to do with salt or any other condiment. Water or no. <laughs> Uh, but Clondor Castle would be the one for me in that at, at this initial stage. Look, I say we've not had too much time to delve into it. Good to see Sperodek back out for Nigel Hawkey. He's always, like we said, a fun horse to watch. Uh, the next race at 2.45 is the Dexo Handicap Hurdle. Over two miles tends to act as a bit of a trial for the Greatwood, this does. Interesting names featuring amongst the entries for this I include Ajd. Ajali, did they leave you out too? Gumball, Jolly's cracked it. Leon Cavallo, who would have won at the Cheltenham Festival apparently if it wasn't for <laughs> equine flu. Lisp, he's in there. So too, Red Force won the juvenile winner for Paul Nichols. Uh, Jim, a couple of interesting types in that. Again, initial opinions. Um, I, I think Lisp is a horse that I'm willing to give another chance to. Uh, was competing in all the Biggish handicap hurdles at Ascot last season, competing in two of them, and then was fifth at Cheltenham in the county hurdle behind Chabello. I, I think Alan King's gelding. It's about time got got his head in front because he's consistent. He's consistent, it? but consistent without winning anything significant. He, his last win was at Fontwell, which, this time last year, which which was this time last year, and I think I think. It's best time to catch him, to be honest. For some reason, I always think Lisp's, Lisp's a girl. I was what I call her a mare, but it's, it's quite clearly a gelding. I, I have that with Caspian Prince, but I always think he's grey, and he's not. Is and no, he's bay. Sprinter. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it always it always surprises me that he's not grey <laughs> when, I, when I see him. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why. I, whenever I see Lisp, I always want to call her a mare. Him, a mare. No, well, he's not, and he's a pretty tidy horse. I've, I think I read that the plan was for him to be chasing as well yeah. this season. I could be completely wrong on that, but I'm not sure whether they're starting him off here and and going for that. He will be, he'll be top weight in this, won't he, if he runs? Yeah. But a mark of 145 shouldn't be, shouldn't really be beyond him. No. On sure. that, the interesting one that stands out for me is: Did they leave you out too? Yeah. Course and distance winner. Yeah, of course, this winner where he beat the greatest horse on the planet, Thomas Darby. Oh, well, he will be in a couple of years' time. Uh, and then did they leave you out to, obviously, then went on to produce bugger all for the rest of the season. He's been a right season. frustrating horse, hasn't he? In my opinion. When he won his second start in that bump, that really deep bumper that we all thought of the were, Bullionaire and the Flying Sofa, that listed bumper, I thought the world of him. And then... He flopped in the champion bumper behind relegate. Well, it was, it was midfield. Oh, no, it's he flopped. They want, they want a he flopped. He, he should have been closer. And <laughs> and I let him. I let him go at Ascot because we were all aboard Thomas Derby. And then he won there and he popped up. And then I thought, oh well, he must have a decent chance against Mister Fisher at Kempton. He let me down again. And so he's a horse that keeps letting me down often. And then I, I, I strongly fancied him for the Betfair hurdle, and he disappointed again. I'm up. I'm up to here with him. I've had enough. So, no, not for me. I I, I still think they could be juice in the mark of 135. They tried him over two six last time. Didn't appear to stay. Back down to two miles at the at the scene of his his best performance in a sort of race that I think 
It will suit should him. Suit, should suit Fast him. Fast-paced, well-run field. I ask it, exactly. Should suit him. Look, I say we don't have any prices to go on, but initially, off a mark of 135, that would be the one for me, I think. Did they leave you out too? Even though, yeah, it might come with a little bit of caution. And I guess, I guess you'd be a lot less willing to give him another chance after this. You know, like like Jim said, he's flopped three times in a row, really. But this this is the sort of race he shouldn't be flopping in. Mm. Uh, and the final race we'll discuss from Ascot is the Sodexo Gold Cup handicap chase again. A good old staying handicap, the sort of race I absolutely love. Notable names featuring the entries for this, and we might be here for a while. It's a proper, proper deep and competitive race at the entry stage. Adrian de Pont, ASO's in this as well, you'd assume Weatherby would be more likely. Same with Black Cotton, who's in this club. Vindication's the same, I think he, he's in this race. You, you'd think Weatherby. Yeah. You'd think Weatherby. Cloth Cap, Cobra de Mai, Double Shuffle, who's also doubly entered at Weatherby. Go Conquer. Larry Lebroy, who's entered over hurdles, obviously at Weatherby. Mr. Malarkey on the blind oh, side. Oh, oh. Regal Encore. Relentless Dreamer. Rockley Casbar. Uh, Springtown Lake. Ultra Gold. Walk in the Mill and Whisper. Amongst several others. 29 entries from this stage, including speaking of horses with irritating names. Acting Lass. Why is that name irritating? Acting Lass is a boy, isn't it? Yes, he is. <laughs> Does my head in. Don't understand why. Worst named horse in training. Uh, please, whoever named him, have a word with yourself. Poor lad. Uh, Nigel and Barbara Collison, we're coming for you. Yeah, it's n- n- not funny. I bet he gets bullied. I bet he gets bullied at Harry Fry's yard. <laughs> Everyone's around Acting Lass. When you, you've got a stupid name. You've got a stupid name. Uh Interesting ones in this, Jim. Who would you like to start it off with? I, I quite like Mr. Malarkey. Yes. I'm a massive fan of him. and I, I think The winner of the, the Labrooks Hennessy. Labrooks Trophy. Um, I think Colin Tizard's got a very strong hand in the Labrooks Trophy this yeah. season. Is that your plan as well? Is, is he your idea of the winner of that? Him at, he's mine him at, at this stage. My lost in translation is the plan. Obviously, I wouldn't have backed him. But if he goes for that race, which he probably won't, but... I think Colin Tizard has the winner of the Labrooks Trophy, just with which horse I do not know. Um, his performances last... He got better with, with every run last season. His second behind Kildesart was a solid enough performance. He was fourth in the RSA behind top of the game. He, he won uh, the Reynolds Town at Ascot. And everyone thought... The, yeah, everyone thought the Reynolds Town was... Pretty poor beating now McGinty, but oh, it was a rubbish race. But I think he's a horse full of talent. I, I, I th- he's, he's a lovely going horse. He sits just behind the leaders. He jumps beautifully. He travels well. I, I, I think that Mr. Malarkey's going to take all the beating. Looks like a proper staying type as well. He does. He? Grand, he's got grand future grand national horse written all over him. Well, for you he has, not for me. I couldn't care less about grand national. Oh no. Oh no! You see, he's broken. He's broken my heart there as 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 a man who who sits and slags every little thing about the game off. Deciding now that he doesn't like the most famous event of the whole calendar. Uh, <laughs> but we both like Mr. Malarkey for this so far. There are, I say, there's so many 
familiar names in this type of race. Like we said, Jim Jim said to me, has Go Conquer won this before? Uh, he was third in it last year. Did he win it the year before that? I'm sure he's... Yeah, he has. Yeah. So he's, 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 was he's that, got a record Was it with Fergal O'Brien then? John Joe. John Joe. I knew he was with someone. Um, he, he always turns up in these sort of races. Three mile chases around Ascot. He's baggy. He won the... Uh, was it the Sky Better Doncaster last season? It was. Very impressive. He, he surprised me that day. And I think... Well, I'm quite looking forward to seeing him run here. I, th- I think he'll be quite competitive if he returns to his form round Ascot from last year. Off a mark of 155. And to be fair, he's been eased. He's been eased. He won at Doncaster, the Sky Bet, off 151. He's been eased £2 for pulling up in the Grand National, which was never going to suit him. Mm. And also being pulled up in the race. That's uh, the graded race, Black Court, and won on Sandown yeah. at the last day of the season. Which, again, you can excuse a horse. I don't like horses running in the Grand National and then running again yeah. at all, unless they fall at the first. Yeah. You know. And they're running the Scottish National. Yeah, vintage clouds. <laughs> uh, Vincente. Know, yeah, so I, I understand I understand your point there. Be a good performance of 155. It will It will have to be, won't it? Will be a very good performance of 155. On the blind side, Jim, this is a really, really interesting horse because as a youngster... There was a hell of a lot of hype around this around this animal. You know, a lot of people thinking potential grade one type. Didn't get to Cheltenham, did he, as a novice herd? No, he got to Aintree. Went off favourite. Went off favourite for the Mersey. Midfield there. And last season, as his novice chasing career, again, had problems. Didn't see much of him. Only four starts. In fact, he's only had eight career starts under rules. He's seven years of age, which is really, really lightly raced. Off a mark of 149. Interesting. Is he interesting? Or is he just going to be a, the sort of horse who doesn't like a big field? Does he need... To me, I get the impression of him that... He wants a small field to dominate. A, not even to dominate, just... Is he a bit soft? It's <laughs> a bit of a harsh thing to put on him, I think, at, at this stage of his career. I, I, I'm quite interested to see how he runs in this, and then I'll know where I'll stand with him. He, he's... I don't really know where where I am with him he was impressive in his early days he flopped I don't don't know where he is now I think he might need this seasonal reappearance there's one piece of form that gives him that makes him a handicap block yeah which is a novice chasey one at Kempton last January correct where he beat Talkies Cheap Talkies Cheap Bob Marler who's now rated in the mid 140s White Moon who would have won at Wincanton yesterday had he not fallen over at the last yep Duke de Barry yeah, who, who won, won at, the other day for won, Brian Ellison's yeah, stable debut. Yeah, won at the weekend. They were the five horse he beat, I kept in. So that form's all working out well. All of those will be rated, you know... 140 to 150. Yeah. Yeah. And on the blind side, beat them fair easily. Yeah. That was over three miles as well. A mark of 149 should suit him, but I'd like to see him do it in this sort of race first. Yeah. You know, where he's taking... There's some wily, wily horses in this, you know what I mean? Regal Encore, I know he's slow as a boat now, but he's got good course form at Ascot. Walking in the mill. stays well. Exactly, walking the mill, who had a brilliant year last season. Finishing fourth in the Grand National was obviously his career best, wasn't it? Really, really solid and likeable and professional racehorse, walking the mill. And again, he's still rated 142. There's still, there's still juice in that as well, isn't there? Loads of juice in that. We both love, well... I'm not sure whether you love LeBron. I love LeBron. He's just hard, isn't I, he? I, I don't like him anymore after he 
broke my heart last season. But, but that's what you do. If, if there's one horse on earth you don't want to get into a battle with... It's him. Yeah, it's LeBron. So tough. And I'd like to see him in anything. And an interesting one this season who... I think I think he might find this a bit sharp. And he, I, I got that impression on his reappearance at Chepstow behind a... Behind Ballyoptic is Cloth Cap, who should be winning decent staying races this season. Yeah, John Joe's horses aren't tend to be ready at this time of the year. No, that's a polite way of putting it. And it was it? a, it was evident at Chepstow. And I still, he won't be ready till January. No, but third in the Scottish National last yeah. season, progressive young stayer. I get the impression though that he's going to be a bit like one for Arthur, who ran well at the weekend. He did. He, very eye catching. I thought he was going to get catch him in the, the two. Well, two missing fences to go. But you know what I mean when you say even one for half a fence, three and a half sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think cloth cap's similar. Uh, Whisper, Whisper at the bottom. It's nice to see him looking for a more, in a more competitive race. He, he, he got beat easily at Chepstow and he was seventh of nine at Haydock. Wrong trip that was, I want it at yeah. Chepstow. In, in a Potemps race. I, he's a horse I've always loved. Loved. Um, you can go back in his form, and he's second at Newbury behind Total Recall in the Labrooks Trophy. It was a right performance. Um, so yeah, really, what? really cracking race. I'm siding with Mr. Malarkey. He might need the run, but I, I'm, I'd be willing to to just brush that side. Mr. Malarkey on the blind side of my two. Yeah, there's there, there, there's a couple of others. I'd I'd, I'd just give a a quick mention to Ami De Bois was progressive under the radar a bit last season for Graham McPherson. Smaller yard. Might have a good one on his hands there. Uh, a mark of one four two is probably fair enough for how well, for how much improvement the horse seemed to show last season. And also Adrian Dupont, he's a fascinating one. Jim's shaking his head. Why? I really, really liked his performance last season at Kempton, but he's just disappointed me ever since. Um, well, he's not, because he ran quite well in the, uh, I'm going to call it the racing post-chase. He's not anymore. The race Walt won, grade three. Well, I thought that race was would be fairly strong, but I'm, I'm slightly disappointed with Walt. Double shuffle's a bit disappointing. Roman de I'm meh. But, yeah, I, I, I'm off the cliff with Adrian de Pomp. Do you think 149, he, could, he still could be better than a 149 or so, given that he's still only seven? Well, yeah, I think he could, but... It wouldn't be for me in a race when there's Mr. Malarkey. I imagine he'd be well supported in this as well. Yeah. If 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 I was to predict the markets, I imagine Adrian Dupont would be towards the top. I think, you know, he does tend to attract a fair bit of market support. Yeah. Almost everywhere he runs. Uh, fascinating race. I I I love these sorts. It's hard enough to predict a winner this far out. Cobra Demise improved a lot as well over the over the past. Uh, second half of last season for Dan Skelton I'm going to go with you and say Mr Malarkey if, yeah. if turning up if turning up only problem with that is I don't like I want to say Hennessy Ladbrokes Hennessy horses running before because it can ruin the mark a little bit Yeah, like we saw slightly last year with Elegant Escape Yeah, uh, look he wouldn't have won that but you know especially when you're kind of wanting a bit of a price about him yeah I'm not. I'm not sure what price Mr. Markey is for though. He's about twenty, I think. Is he? Yeah, I was looking have, the other day. I'd have assumed he'd have been shorter because I think. Because lost in translation is is about eight to one, I think. Right. Um. So yeah, Santini's at the top, but I don't think Santini's going for it anymore. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. And without Mr. Markey, if not turning up, walking the mill. 
is just a, such a solid horse yeah. at this sort of level and does what he does well. And 142 isn't ridiculous at no, all. No, it's not. Uh, that's it for our weekend preview. We hope you've enjoyed this. Some really good stuff in Ireland as well on the Friday that we've not been able to touch on at the two-day Down Royal meeting. Hopefully they're entered. We should be seeing Sam Crow, Envoy Allen and Honeysuckle. I'm looking forward for Envoy Allen. I think, I think he's a serious beast. Oh, I love him. I absolutely love him. You know, he's 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 been a bit of a long term project for us both. Look, it's it's, it's an obvious long term project. We're not going to say we we've we've noticed him from the beginning, but no, yeah. uh, you know, four four hundred odd grand purchase, and me, me and you going, oh, and we've got a sneaky <laughs> one. We've got a sneaky one for, for for one of the biggest priced horses of the year. But look, price. You know, how often the price tags, you know, not work out. Yeah. Papa. Tango but, Charlie, yeah. is that the right order? John Jules. Yeah. Papa Tango Charlie. That was slightly uh, disappointing. Disappointing, and, and that, uh, you know, for an expensive purchase. Running over two miles, though. They have, but they have to come out and do it, don't they? Yeah. They have, they to, have to come to. out and do it. And Envoy Allen did do it last season in bumpers. And like I said, everything about him says he will be so much better in two to three years. Really excited about him. We both still retain the faith in Sam Crow. Well, you do. Well, uh, yeah, I, I do a bit, but not. Massively, not as probably as much as you. He's at this stage, whisper it quietly. My idea of the JLT winner, if I was to have one pick in one pick for the JLT, it would be Sam Crow. I don't know what win JLT. There's too many horses I've sent to the JLT already. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah, the, the Arkle and RSA are just gonna have two runners, and Jim's gonna. And <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm still have the loser. Yeah, you would. <laughs> it's gonna be a 25 runner JLT uh, and Honeysuckle could prove to be. Some actual opposition for Benny Didier this season. Yeah. She looked pretty monstrous as a novice hurdler. I'd quite like to see her go champion hurdle, right? Oh, oh, you scumbag. Imagine that. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be brilliant. That'd be brilliant. I, I'm, I've, I've been looking closely at her form and I, I think she could be a champion hurdle. I, I'd love to see her running the champion hurdle. It's weak, isn't it, the champion I'd hurdle? Rather, I'd rather be with Honeysuckle than with Pentland Hills or Fusel Raffles. Yeah, I think, having looked deeply at it, I, I think I would. I like that shout. That could be a little campaign. Lump on Honeysuckle for the champion hurdle. So she's, she's 33s. 33s for the champion hurdle. There's worse bets every day, isn't there? Worse 33 to 1 shots every day. Than Same that. price as LeBig. Well, at least we know one will start. <laughs> and at least we know one's owned by... A person who will actually, who's quite safe. The government. Yeah. Not, and not, yeah, not the the FBI. Uh, well done. We're just uh, wittering on now. Yeah, well done to everyone, though, for entering good horses at Down Royal. It's always a good meeting. Sam Crow got beat there last year as well, didn't he, by the mighty bedrock. Never forget. <laughs> Rachel Hasht- Blackmore on board. I remember crying. Hashtag bedrock, boys. Oh. We'll never let him go, even though he's now in America. Even getting beat. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. We do love Bedrock, though. Horse of the Year 2018. Uh, thanks a lot to everyone who's tuned into this week's edition of Turf Talk. Again, just time time kind of has dictated that we've kind of had to do a preview without any prices, which is... It's infuriating. Is, yeah, and, I mean, imagine us all... I mean, look, 
if the 50 to 1, if we're putting stuff up and it totally turn out to be a 50, Jim, <laughs> we're well ahead of the curve, mate. We're well ahead of the curve. That's what we've got to hope for and not that we've put up every single favourite in every single race and that they're all ridiculously short prices uh, and, ha- and ones that have to be opposed at the prices. We'll be back to see you all again next week. There's also, if you like, La Flat. The Breeders' Cups this weekend. Oh, um, one of my favourite times of the year. Oh, I love it, love it, absolutely and love the it. The Melbourne Cup. Oh, have gone by the time the next podcast's out. Nah, don't care about Australian races. Stuff winks. She's rubbish. Oh my days! You have to ruin everything, don't. I was just about to say we like Australian racing because we can go over there and win it. Well, yeah, because it's all rubbish. That's why. Hunting horns are better. Well, I was glad to see him win. We we like seeing pacemakers win, don't we? Yeah, we do. It's always good. You know, a bit of a joke horse in, in the UK and Ireland. Tough as old boots, to be fair to him. He does all the hard graft and all the travelling. And to see him get his day in the sun, I was awake to watch it as well to, before I went down Bromley. Uh, so fair play to Hunting Horn. Uh, we're talking about the flat. What's going on here? Just talking rubbish. Finish it up, finish no, it up. the Melbourne Cup is the only international race I really care about, to be fair. I, I like seeing our boys go over there. And try and and try and beat the Aussies in their biggest race, and it's something we tend to do nowadays. So good luck to uh, good luck to all the trying British. Trying the best to stop though. Oh yeah, but they just by us. Good luck to all the British and Irish runners across the world over the next week. Uh, but like I said, we'll be back to review all of the action we've just discussed next week, and then we'll be back with another preview show as well. Yeah. Thanks a lot to listening, and we'll see you all again very soon. See you later.